If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to the Newborn Mothers podcast. Today we've got a very special guest who's the founder of a business called The Calm Mama and Baby. She is a postpartum doula. She runs baby massages, uh, baby massage classes, sorry, and also has a background as a counsellor and is really passionate about supporting mothers through the transition into motherhood and supporting their mental health. Uh, and I know you know a lot about birth trauma as well. So welcome to the show, Joe. And do you want to introduce yourself in your own words? Yeah. Hi, Julia. Um, I think you've summed it up quite well there. Um, I don't really know what's missing. Just um, that's exactly it. And I find all those kinds of the counselling, baby massage and um, postpartum, you know, it creates this lovely kind of overall holistic care for new mums. Yes, I love that. And you're whereabouts are you based in the UK? I'm in Jersey, the Channel Islands. Oh, beautiful. And you have uh, got a combination. We can talk about both of those things today, but you do both some face-to-face one-on-one work, but you also have some uh, online programs. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Yes. So you joined the collective back in 2019, but what were you doing before that? Um, Before that, I had started my, so I was on kind of my counselling journey um, with my studies. Um, And I actually trained as a child's mindfulness coach um, and kind of incorporating relaxation and um, emotion management with children. Um, And it was actually through that work that I realized I wanted to work with the parents um, and it was the parents that needed support. Yes, we actually have so many students who come at it from that angle. They see what happens to children when the parents aren't well supported and then kind of go, let's rewind to the beginning of this and, um, you know, do some more prevention work with, with parents from the very start. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And um, I actually had my first son in Australia um, out in an Aboriginal community up in Broome. Um And I knew I'd wanted to work with mums and seeing your course, I was like, yes, this is it. This is what mothers need, you know, the extra care. Um, And it was just a big light bulb moment for me. Mm. You know, a book just came out. We can pop it up in the show notes, but a book of um, Aboriginal women's birthing stories from around that region. Oh, that'd be so interesting. And you know, I was so, it's, so interesting having my son in kind of that environment um, because it was in such odds to what I experienced here in the UK, um, that way of motherhood's care and that sense of community. Um, And that's why that postpartum doula work was calling for me because I do see, and I see it in my support groups and my classes and my counseling work, there's such a lack of support for mothers um, emotional support that you know we've spoken about it in the doula course where you've spoken about it is creating that community for mums that's missing 
Yes, and that's so interesting because a lot of people would think that that would be a really challenging place to have a baby, and I'm sure it, it does have its challenges, but it's one of the remote, most remote places in the world in terms of access to medical care and that kind of thing. But what you're saying is that it also had an amazing community. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it wasn't, you know, I was friendly with all the locals, um, but there was a big community of um, white teachers Um and, you know, they, you know, it's really tough being without my own family. It was really hard um, and being so isolated. But at the same time, you know, the community did care, take care of me and they bought me meals and kind of provided that experience and knowledge that comes with, you know, being a mother. Yes, yes. I think that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people find that um, when they, uh, living somewhere else like there's a lot of kind of expat communities that become really tight don't they yeah that's it and you know I've been fortunate to experience having children in different environments and um, it was a lot closer whereas living out in this kind of um, isolated area than it was coming back home and having another son at home mm. So you studied Newborn Mothers Collective. You already had a background in um, studying counselling. You also have you also have some, I think, some qualifications in essential oils. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and what are, what other kind of things do you bring to this work? Um. Also, that's what I think. It's you know my kind of mixed background has allowed me to provide really holistic care. Um, and look at it from every angle you know my studies have provided me with a lot of research and a lot of um, previous studies of kind of baby care and the impact on um, a mother's well-being and how it like you say it creates this big circle of if you can't take care of the mother they can't take care of a baby and provide essentially what a baby needs for those that first year um so yeah in my massage classes that's something we do you know it's it's kind of a mixture of both it's taking care of the mums so they can take care of their babies yes now this is a bit of a mean question like asking you to choose your favorite child or something but you offer quite <laughs> a range of services I'm wondering what is your favorite thing to do what's your favorite way to work with women oh, do you know what I'm I love one-to-one -one and I love being able to kind of get to form that relationship with the mother and get dive deep and everything can, you know, we look at past and present and everything that's led her to the way she's feeling today. But I also love um, my time with a group of mothers and being able to bring mothers together and so they can have that social connection that's so needed as a new mum. You know, it makes them feel less alone. They can make friends um, and kind of create this really nice safe haven for mums where, you know, I welcome every talk, happy tears, sad tears, um, and a place where they can explore what's going on for them. And, you know, as they talk, they realise it's going on for everyone else in the room as well. Um, so that's really lovely to be a part of. Yes, yes, I, I agree with you on all of that. I've I've done a very wide range of things throughout my career as well, and there's like, yeah, some really special parts of lots of different ways of working with families. Mm. Um, 
So what um, what do you what did you start with? So when you decided you were going to do this and you did some extra training and you're pulling it all together and starting your business, where do you actually start and and what was that like? Because you've been doing it for a few years now, um, yeah. So what's that process like of of growing a business and getting clients? <laughs> it's a very um, <laughs> a bit of an emotional roller coaster because in the time of um, starting this business I've had two babies a pandemic um and lots of studying and you've moved countries too <laughs> and we moved countries. Yes. <laughs> it's been a bit mad um but I think you know it, being passionate about what I offer um and you know it's a very heart-centered business um and I think a lot of that you know, it's mindset and confidence in creating a business. And, you know, if to any other postpartum doulas who are looking at starting this kind of business, it, it can be really tough because it's that you obviously feel like this is why I don't know, you might, Julia, with kind of having that fine line between where business and heart merges. Mm. And, you know, being strict with your boundaries and what you can and can't offer and, you know, it's kind of two sides of the brain that are having to come together to create a business. <laughs> yes, it is, because, of course, we have this urge to care for mums and this real passion to change the world. But at the same time, we need to sort of provide for our families and, and protect our own sanity. And, and you know, we're no good to anyone if we're burnt out. So, yeah, I agree. It's a real, it's a, it's a dance, isn't it? It is, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So when did you kind of realise um, this is actually a business, you know, because I know, I don't know if you felt this, but a lot of people feel like they're kind of just making it up or, or a bit like they're faking it. You know, a lot of people have this kind of imposter syndrome feeling like they're going to be found out or something. Did you have those kind of experiences and was there a time when that changed? God, yes, absolutely. Um, imposter syndrome. And that's something that's only died down with the more you do it and the more you practice and it kind of job kind of becomes you um and I think you need a huge amount of self-awareness to be able to do this kind of work and I think over here it was a real struggle with the kind of postpartum doula side of things because mums are like what's that especially over here you know we are and I think more so where I live is there is a sense of kind of that um stiff upper lip <laughs> Yes, um, and more holistic services take time to get off the ground here, um, and people are kind of a bit confused by this idea. Um, and I think it was since starting my baby massage classes and incorporating all my knowledge that that imposter syndrome kind of died down. And I, when you start seeing the benefit of services, I think that's when you know you've got full belief and kind of gung ho in your business. Yes. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think it's something that really holds people back. But what they don't realise is the only way to overcome that is to actually just get stuck in. I remember clearly a moment with my very, very first client so many years ago. And um, I'd given her a massage. No, well, first she'd given her baby a massage and the baby fell asleep. And then I gave her a massage and she fell asleep. And then I really, really quietly cooked a meal like and left it in the kitchen, tidied up after myself. Um, and they were both still asleep and I kind of crept out of the house and locked the door behind me and I was just like, wow, 
this is what it's meant to feel like. <laughs> it was like there was some like magic in that in that home. Um, so if you had a moment like that too, where it is just like you see the difference that it's making for someone and, um, and then it makes you feel like, yeah, it's all worthwhile. Are you loving this podcast? Check out our books at newbornmothers.com. Nourishing Newborn Mothers is a recipe book designed to nourish your mind, body and soul after childbirth and my second book newborn mothers was a bestseller i know i can't believe it either it's about baby brain village building and how to find happiness in 21st century parenting you can get the first chapter free of both books at newbornmothers.com books oh absolutely totally do you know what my first client i went to see um and i offered a freebie you know just to get my name out there and get going and we were such different people and we had kind of different values in life and I walked away and I thought oh my god I cannot do this I cannot do this and then I went to another client's house and I spent the afternoon with her and she was just so grateful and I was just like yes you know this is so worth it it's so enriching it's exactly like you describe um, I thought, yes, this is this is what I want to do. Um, you know, so I think it's so important being able to say no to clients that aren't right for you, that aren't a good fit, because it will leave you feeling a bit deflated by it all. Yes, absolutely. And we do a lot of work in the collective really around being non non judgmental and and you know supporting people in different choices. But at the same time, you do have to click. You have to be able to. Um, you know, spend a lot of time with this woman and, and enjoy each other's company. And, and I often think that first interview, that initial consultation, it is a bit like uh, speed dating or something, isn't it? I mean, part of it is just, are we the right fit? Do we, does this feel good together? Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Because like you say, when you do have that right fit, it can be so magic, you know, and mm. so rewarding. So what, What's one of the biggest challenges that you've found in this um, career over the past few years? I think challenges is, you know, if someone's feeling really emotional and, um, you know, you can carry that emotion, um, you know, and take it home with you. And, you know, I've had many mothers, you know, crying and, you know, through my counselling work, it, I do learn to separate that, but it can be really hard to disconnect and you kind of do, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to fix this? Um, but essentially it's not your responsibility to fix this. And, you know, it's about trusting the process and just, you know, letting them know that you're there and being there, and it can be just enough. Um, so it can be that temptation to kind of take things further and overstep those boundaries of your work. Yes, yes, I think that's really common too, isn't it? Um, mm. Tell me a little bit about your interest in, in birth trauma and how this can impact the mother's first year of, of, um, of that transition. Yeah, birth trauma, I, you know, and through my work, I just see that it's far too common, sadly. Um, and it's something I'm, I guess <laughs> um, I write and I guess passionate about because I just see that it's not being recognized, it's not being acknowledged, especially where I am. And I just see, you know, it's such a poor foundation for a mum to start her journey as a mother. It it starts on a really difficult footing for her. And 
you know, when a baby arrives, it all becomes, but the baby's fine, you're fine, you know. And I hate that saying. <laughs> it just yeah. the life out of me. Um, because, you know. Well, it's, it's a very like, low bar, isn't it, to be alive? I mean, that's not really a very high standard. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, when people say that to a mum, it's, it's really implicitly saying that your feelings don't matter anymore. Your baby's here and you should be grateful for that. Mm. Um, and of course they are grateful but they feel so guilty that you know they've this suffering and this wounding of, of what they went through is not being validated and that's really hard for mums they're expected just to kind of put this trauma behind and get on with it yes exactly and it yeah it takes a lot to overcome any trauma in life let alone at the same time as adjusting to your new identity as a mother and and also getting to know this new little human that you're caring for yeah that's it exactly and you know I just see the kind of emotional needs of mums just aren't being met enough um and it's just it's having that long-lasting impact because you know they don't always get time to address it or the resources to kind of take care of that side of themselves. Um, and, you know, PTSD, it does happen with birth. Um, and what affects one mum might not affect another. Um, but yeah, it's being carried throughout that first year of motherhood. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And then ongoing too. I mean, it's not like it just magically ends at some point. No, that's it, you know, and they become fearful of having another child and having to go through it again. Mm. Um, and it impacts what could be, you know, a, a bigger family for them. Yes, yeah, I see that a lot too. So what are the next steps for you? What's the future of your, of your business and, yeah, where do you want to take things? Oh, my imagination runs wild with me sometimes and I've got to remember <laughs> I'm only one person. Um, but I see, you know, I'm going to be releasing an online course soon, which is um, preparing for parenthood. And it's going to, I really hope that it embraces every, all of my knowledge and that holistic side and everything you kind of need to know um, to keep your emotional well-being in check and kind of prepare you um, for the, that first year of motherhood. Um, I also going to um, crack on with my own podcast. Um, mm, great idea. Um, and so I look forward to kind of expanding that. And we've got a nice long list of guests ready to come and join us. So that's really exciting. Um, and also the face-to-face -face work um, and, you know, recognising and operating from a place that's going to address kind of birth trauma and, um, working with mums more um, in depth on that and on a one-to-one -one basis um, but we're actually relocating to Perth in a few months so, oh um, are you coming back yes so, oh that's exciting well we'll see you here yeah that's it so I'll be working locally in Perth very exciting I didn't know that that's great yeah um, and you know what I think um, I recently had an Australian woman in one of my classes and um, she did say, you know, the Australians first, the English, you know, I think Australians do welcome this more 
holistic care and are more um, open to ideas of being cared for in this way um, than perhaps. I mean, I think you were getting there. Is Maybe. I hope so. That's surprising for me to hear because I still think <laughs> we're a long way off. But perhaps <laughs> just because we do have a lot of different cultural influences here, then perhaps... Um, you know, there's a few more people living here with with some idea or experience of of having traditional postpartum care and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think over here, it's I don't know. It's kind of sometimes it's knocking on a bit of a hard shell, trying mm. to get that side of people to open up and, um, you know, wanting to experience the care that they so need. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm curious. We'll, we might have to do another podcast again in a year or two and see what your experience is like working in different countries. I've, I've um, done a few podcasts on those kind of topics before, but not in England and Australia comparison. So that would be, yeah, very interesting to see what you find is, is different here. Yeah, I'd love to, definitely. I think that's all my questions for today. Do you want to just let people know where they can find out about you and, um, yeah, where they can find you and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my Instagram, which tends to be my most popular platform, is at the car mama and baby, all one word, um, and email joe at the car mama and baby com um i tend to work with women all over um you know counseling sessions or preparing for parenthood sessions it's all there um and you know i'm the world i may be transient and you know so is my work across the world so um yeah just if you need support i think it's so important just reaching out to someone who can help it does make life it can really make a difference um, and it's just reaching out. It's just making that initial kind of contact and um, allowing yourself the time to do that. Yeah, I think that's super important. I think it's really lovely to be able to work with people, you know, in real life. But the huge benefit of being able to work online is, yes, that there are a lot of people who are isolated away from their their homes and their family and friends and um, so, you know, for someone who's in that situation to be able to reach out to someone like you is, it's, I mean, that's the magic of the internet, isn't it? It is. That's it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joe. That was a really beautiful chat. I'm very glad to hear your story and I look forward to um, seeing you here in Perth one day. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.